The Jesus Smart Podcast, to me, intelligently offers its listeners interesting discussions on important topics. The warp and woof of your wild, wonderful life. Warp and woof. Whatever do I mean? Welcome. This is Brian Del Turco. Thanks for connecting with me today on Jesus Smart, the podcast, episode 168. You can go to the show notes page for this episode at jesussmart.com. And let's just go with forward slash warp, W-A-R-P. See, I just created that unique URL right now, and we'll build out the show notes page. All right. This podcast is available on Spotify, Audible now. I have just found out. Not quite sure how that happened, but glad it's on Audible. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of your favorite listening options. You can also stream it and go to the show notes page at JesusSmart.com. It's on Facebook at Jesus Smart Real, Jesus Smart Real, syndicated there. Now, the podcast is emerging into alt tech. Right now, it's on Gab. Just search for Jesus Smart or Jesus Smart Podcast. You'll find it syndicated there. And it will be coming, I believe, to Telegram. Parlor when Parlor resurrects from the dead, and other alt tech, maybe as well, getting it into channels that people want to use for the content. I've used the phrase warp and woof, you know, in talking about things, not often, but once in a while. Like the warp and woof of that organization is this. And I sort of had an understanding of the phrase, what it meant, but not a technical understanding. I've just learned, I love words, I love meanings of words, and I've just learned through a sermon this past weekend that warp and woof, or it could be known as warp and weft, W-E-F-T, are the two basic components used in weaving, like a loom or a frame where weaving happens, where, where thread is turned into yarn or into fabric. The lengthwise or longitudinal warp <laughs> yarns are held in tension on a frame or a loom, while the latitudinal weft, or sometimes known as woof, is drawn through and inserted over and under the warp yarns. Does that make sense? Just think of a loom or a framework. I think you get the concept where fabric is made. Now, this phrase warp and, and woof I like the woof better. It's just fun to say than warp and weft. Okay, it's used, both are used. The warp and woof are sometimes used uh, sort of uh, metaphorically or to apply to other contexts like the like an organization. It's the essential foundation or the base of any structure or organization. And it's taken, of course, from, from weaving. Uh, you may say the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence in the United States are the warp and woof of the American nation. Or you may say the warp and woof of that business is blank. Or the warp and woof of the athletic team, or even a marriage, or even our personal lives. And that's what I want to talk about today. The warp and woof of your wild, wonderful life in God. I hope this inspires you. Now, let me quote an American Quaker poet from the 1800s, John Greenleaf Whittier. He was an advocate of the abolition of slavery in the United States and concerning relationships and destinies like warp and woof, 
All destinies are woven fast, linked in sympathy like the keys of an organ vast. Pluck one thread, and the web ye mar, break but one of a thousand keys, and the painting jar through all will run. You see, our relationships, the fabric of society, the fabric of a family system or a, uh, an immediate nuclear family or even the fabric of a, um, of a one-on-one relationship, a friendship, an organization, a team, relationships and destinies are woven together. And what he's saying is this warp and woof effect, one yarn or one thread, if it's damaged or if it takes action in a certain way, can affect other threads in the fabric. I think we know what he means. Now, here's how we want to think about the warp and woof of your wild, wonderful life. Heaven, think of heaven as the longitudinal yarn or thread, and then think of your life on earth as the latitudinal. This fabric, this this um, fabric between heaven and earth. Paul said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. In Colossians, we can begin to live now in the knowledge of the glory of the Lord covering the earth like the waters cover the sea in the age to come. The warp and woof of our life is not just temporal, it's eternal. We can live in light of that time which is to come. Think of this concept, the longitudinal warp of the age to come woven with the latitudinal woof (laughs) or weft of your experience now in this age in Christ. Didn't Jesus teach us to pray, may your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? That's the warp and the woof, heaven and earth merging in you. In Christ, now our lives, the woof or weft of our lives, can be woven with Christ and his world Now, here's some practical ideas to really position ourselves and to be to be conducive to this warp and woof effect. I hope this puts thoughts and conceptualization into your mind, into your spirit that will uh, that you won't go back to uh, an older way of thinking about about these edges. Okay, in a real sense, let's talk about worship for just a second. Personal worship, in a real sense, worship is an orientation. It's a relative positioning. Yes, it's ascribing worth and glory, of course, to God, but it's also an orientation. Like, I'm not God. I orientate myself to God in a way which honors Him, that is worthy of Him, that is worship or worthship. Let's uh, mention prayer. Prayer is uh, walking in the cool of the day in an Edenic-like experience. It's conversation. It's listening. It's coaching. Meditation is a refreshing and a rescripting of of the mind, where we live above the line. Right? We um, all of this is taken together. Really, worship. Prayer is conversation and listening, meditation, living above the line. Scripture intake is a weaving of God's higher thoughts with our own. Scripture intake is reading widely, reading deeply, study, memorization, 
What about communion with the Holy Spirit as another vital element of cultivating this warp and woof effect in your life between heaven and earth, the age to come in this present age, eternal and temporal, inviting the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Ephesians 1, in the knowledge of Christ to be highly operative in your life. That's an aspect of the Holy Spirit's ministry in your life. You see, we need the word and the wind to cultivate the warp and the woof. Okay, we need the word and the wind of the Spirit to cultivate the warp and the woof of our life in Christ. 2 Corinthians 13, 14, Paul says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship or communion, it's the Greek word koinonia, which means a commonality or a fellowship, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. See, we see there the Father, God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, full-on engagement with the communion of the Trinity. What about faith as obedient movement, critical aspect of cultivating this warp, this kingdom warp and woof in our lives? It's in Christ that we live and move and have our being. And then what about aligning with others who are running to win? Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 9, you know, run to win. Those in a race all run, but one receives the prize, run to win. I recently watched uh, something of a a short documentary on Vince Lombardi, the Catholic Italian, the great coach of the American football team, the Green Bay Packers, 1960s. Uh, What a decade of football with the Green Bay Packers. He was a devout Catholic, went to Mass every morning, but that was his motif, his theme in his life and coaching from Paul in 1 Corinthians 9, run to win. He said winning is everything. So God wove us in our mother's womb when we were first born again. David says this in Psalms 139, we were fearfully and wonderfully made. The days that were ordained for us were written in in God's book. Then we're born again in Christ. We're born again because of the fall. We need to be born again, regenerated. And that too is now a weaving again. It's not in our mother's womb, but now it's an intimate weaving between God and his regenerated creation. And the warp and the woof. We want the vertical and the horizontal. We want heaven and earth. We want the age to come is already in you. And it's the warp and woof, the weaving of that with this present age that we're in. You see, you're not waiting to go to heaven. Heaven is expressing itself through you now. You are a precursor. This is the New Testament worldview. You are a precursor. A precursor is a person or thing that comes before another of the same kind, a forerunner. You precede what is coming, the restoration of all things. Being born again, we are a precedent. See, the new heavens and the new earth to come are woven into our Christ experience right now. It's the warp and the woof of our wild, wonderful life. Live untamed, be wild in Jesus, be undomesticated, be uncategorized in the natural. doesn't mean you're crazy. It means you're normative in terms of authentic Christ following. New categories of thinking for us. Sometimes when we conceptualize new things in kingdom thought, 
we have to go over it again. We have to look at some verses. We have to begin to pray into it. And it takes some time to rescript our inner man, our mind. Paul talked about in Ephesians 4, the very spirit of our mind being renewed. It takes some time to move from conceptualization to apprehension and manifestation, if you know what I mean, practically beginning to now manifest and live out Christ in us, the hope of glory, and and a, a new truth comes to us, a new way of thinking, and it takes a bit of time to work it out. Paul talked about this in Philippians. He said that we uh, God is at work in us, but we also have a part to play. He says that we work out our, our own salvation with fear and trembling. It's always been this partnership. The partnership in Eden is the warp and the woof. I mean, Jesus walking with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day is the warp and the woof, this kingdom warp and woof to live a wild, wonderful life in Christ now. What we really want to do is live a life that actually is a testament or a testimony or a witness to Christ and to that time which is coming, the restoration of all things. I appreciate you listening today. Again, this uh, podcast is heard on um, many of your favorite podcast listening options now, including Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a whole host of others. Now it's emerging into alt tech. Right now it's on Gab. If you're into Gab, if you have that on your phone, or if you want to go to gab.com, just search Jesus Smart or Jesus Smart Podcast, and it'll pull it right up. You can follow it there, and that's another way that the podcast is being syndicated. I believe it's also going to be on Telegram and uh, on Parlor. Again, as soon as Parlor experiences the uh, resurrection from the dead that we're anticipating. Hey, the best kind of syndication is sharing it personally, right? With one or two of your friends. We know this statistically and just common sense in life that word of mouth, personal recommendation is very powerful about, about everything. So if you share that with them, if you like what you're hearing here and you think someone would value it, just let them know. Send them send them in their app. Just look up Jesus Smart Podcast or help them out. Some people, I mean, podcasting is exploding. Millions and millions and tens of millions of people in America alone are listening to podcasts now. The growth curve of podcasting continues to burgeon. But there's still some who need to be shown, hey, got to download this app. Here's where you can follow it. Here's how to listen to a podcast. And they'll, they'll be off and running. Okay, Jesus is brilliant. Walk with him. And uh, we're going to catch, we're going to catch that brilliance from above in a unique and fresh way. He knows how life works best. He knows how society works best. We'll talk soon. <laughs>